Okay, Dad, I gotta get to work. Hi, I'm Max Vatron from TNJ4, and, and my assignment today is the map of fun at Summerfest. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Just about 12 minutes after 5 now on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eric off today and Monday, Michelle Richards is in the house. Good morning, Michelle. Hey. It's kind of almost the first time I've said good morning to you. Maybe. So, <laughs> so what happens when Eric's off, I go into, I don't want to call it panic mode, but I get pretty focused because... You're focused, not a little panicking. Bit more, okay. You're in the zone. A little bit more on these shoulders, right? Because uh, Michelle comes in, she helps, uh, Mike Spaulding is here as well, and support role here, putting together the newscast, and kind of the rest is up to Pancake and me. So I just get focused, and I feel bad, Michelle, because you come in, and we live on the same side of town, our kids kind of interact, and have a lot of, have known you for many years. Michelle comes in, and I'm like, yep, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I think you might have like looked in my direction at one point. <laughs> I saw I saw you enter. I acknowledged you. Hello. Good morning. It's all good. I'm not offended. So yes, good morning. Wonderful to see you. It's Children's Fest Day at Summerfest. We'll talk a little bit more about that through the day and coming up. You get down there. Is that a kid's thing for you? Well, it could be if I took the day off, which I didn't. Which you didn't. Right? No. We've brought the kids to Summerfest on any number of occasions, but like... I don't really remember going there as a little kid, except for getting dragged there by my parents, and I didn't have fun when I was really little. So we didn't go on, like, Children's Fest Day. We went on just, my parents wanted to go hear old people music or whatever I thought it was. Same. Right? Um, we've taken the kids in the past, and they, they love getting the, their Saz's mozzarella sticks and, you know, ice cream and all kinds of stuff, but they don't really care about the music. I think first time ever I had Saz's mozzarella marinara had to be at Summerfest. Oh, like, for sure. What is this? This is extraordinary, and yeah. I must have again. Yes. <laughs> so much more ahead on Summerfest. It is Children's Fest Day today, so you get in free from noon until 3. Great time to bring your kids down to the lakefront. And again, temperatures look fantastic right along the lakeshore. Pro tip, too, if you haven't been for a while, I was walking around with a couple people who were new to Summerfest yesterday, and they're like, boy, you know, it's warm, whatever. We're kind of on where all the stages are, right? The main sort of mall area. I'm like... Check this out. Go the breezeway here. So I take them back like right along the lake. You got that back way there. You drop five to seven degrees. Little wind tunnel. <laughs> right? Just <laughs> right there off the lake. It's going to be gorgeous once again. Brandon Snide has sports, including who the Bucks drafted yesterday and a little bit of maneuvering to get two picks out of a day when they were supposed to have just one. That's next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Marky Bucks officially began their new era under head coach Adrian Griffin on Thursday night. Milwaukee entering the night with just one selection, number 58th overall. But that's not where they stayed. They moved up to number 36 in a trade with Orlando as the Magic received the Bucks' 2030 second-round pick and cash considerations with that selection. The Bucks taking UConn guard Andre Jackson Jr. TM Pack's winning. He's a multi-positional defender, super athletic, and I would call him a wing playmaker. He's a great passer, and especially in transition. Uh, he finds people and makes he makes a lot of wow plays, but his passing is next level. Uh, he rebounds his position. He's a great athlete. He proved that in the combine. ESPN's Jay Billis with the breakdown on Jackson Jr., who was part of that UConn team that won the NCAA championship last season. That wasn't the only pick for the Bucs as they also selected Chris Livingston out of Kentucky with that 58th selection, the last pick in the draft. 
From the NBA to baseball, as the Milwaukee Brewers will begin a 10-game road trip tonight that begins in Cleveland to take on the Guardians. The Brewers' offense looking for some answers at the plate after only mustering seven runs over the past three games. Look, we've, there, there is guys in the middle of the order that uh, we, we're going to need offense from. There's no question about it. And, and we'll get offense from them. we just we just got to keep keep the practice and the routine and the work, keep it going, and, and believe they're going to come out of it. They've they've established themselves as good hitters. They're going through stretches right now that, that they don't like, and it's and it's tough on them. And they know they, as run producers and that play play most days, that it's, it's on them a little bit. But they'll come out of it. Coverage of the Guardians and Brewers gets underway here on WTMJ tonight, beginning at 535. Wayne Miley expected to get the start for the Brewers. Lastly, former Marquette star and NBA champion Dwayne Wade will headline the league's 2023 Hall of Fame introduction. Being called a Hall of Famer is something that the three-time champ is still trying to adjust to. Man, it sounds good hearing you say those words. Um, I've, I've, you know, you guys know, man, when I was in college, I always watched you guys talk about us playing. I didn't watch the, the ESPN or whatever we were on. I always watched Homer, you know, I always watched George, and I listened to you guys. So I wanted you guys' approval, and I wanted you guys to to realize and know how good I was. And so to hear the word come out of your mouth, man, that sounds good. Wade joining Hall of, excuse me, Wade joining Homer and Tony. Homer is not a Hall of Famer. You sure he is. Over yeah. Put him in something. Uh, 94.5 ESPN. The Hall of Fame is all set to enshrine Wade on August 11th and 12th. Coming up, your Summerfest headliners for day two, and again, how to get in free today. That's next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Fits of the tantrums here at the Uline Warehouse stage at Summerfest. Day two on the way. 55th big gig launching this week. One day down, eight to go in the new Thursday, Friday, Saturday format. Gates open at noon today. Get in free to the big gig. It's Children's Fest Day. Our partners at TMJ4 News, a big part of that action. Discounted food and beverage items until 3 o'clock today as well. Nothing to bring, to wear, to show. You just... Walk on in for free until 3 o'clock today. As for the rest of the musical lineup, WTMJ's Mike Spaulding looking at the day two headliners. Jack Antonoff and his band Bleachers headline the Generac Power Stage at 9.30. Tegan and Sarah play the Briggs and Stratton Big Backyard at 10. Electronic duo Sophie Tucker headlined the Middle Light Oasis stage at 10. Fits in the Tantrums play the Uline Warehouse stage at 9.30. So if you agree, have a drink with And Zach Brown Band headlines the American Family Insurance Amphitheater at 7.30. A pair of jeans that fit just right And the radio world But like to see the sunrise See the love and my woman As I mentioned, Children's Fest Day today. This was always a big deal when I was at TMJ4. For a couple of years, they had my son, Max. Michelle, you've met Max Vetrano. Yes. yes. He is he's, charming. He's now 15. This had to be at least five years ago or so. They had him out doing reporting. So they would hand him the mic 
and give him free reign with a photographer. Okay, Dad, I gotta get to work. Hi, I'm Max Matron from TNJ4, and, and my assignment today is the map of fun at Summerfest. Took it very seriously. <laughs> he is incredible. So, my kids would never do that. They wouldn't? Of course they would. So. Hey, you want to be on TV? Yeah. <laughs> yeah TV. Well, maybe my middle child would. Yeah. I think she would. So he would run around, Michelle, talking to people who were doing the kids' activities and stuff. Uh, that particular year, he interviewed Brian Goddard as well, who's then meteorologist over at Channel 4. He was you know, signing autographs, and uh, Goddard kind of gives him the business here a little bit. Can I have your autograph? What's your name? Max. What's the big question you're asking everybody today? Well, we're kind of, well, we're not really asking any big questions today. So why are you here today at Children's Fest? To do stuff. What are you making right now? Um, I am making like a um, little collage of like something that's really brand new. So there's uh, Max Vetrano, my kid reporter a few years ago working on Children's Fest Day. So the next year they let Max focus on, they gave him like 20 bucks, and which this was not run by me before. So I had to bring him down there, right? <laughs> And they're like, here, here's what we're going to have Max do. He's going to focus on the food. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> they gave him 20 bucks and said, just go wild. Ooh, deep fried pickles. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sitting here with my new friend, Logan, and we're going to try these deep fried pickles. No, I, I do not. Oh, you don't want one? I do not want any. I oh do not gosh. want any. That is so cute. He's out there interviewing these other little kids. Another important lesson he learned about reporting, it's tough to interview kids. <laughs> you can't, cannot ask them yes, no questions. Right? <laughs> he did that a couple of times. What are you doing? Uh, stuff. We're doing some <laughs> things. So I don't know. It was funny because it, we talked about kids wanting to be on TV. So he had done that the one year and then they asked me, would you ask Max, would he do it again? So I went and asked very professionally. I said, you know, TMJ4 would perhaps like to have you again. And every kid you would think is like, yeah, I want to be on TV. I want to yeah. be. So do you, do you want to come down and do the reporting again? And he goes, if, if they need me. <laughs> <laughs> he was like serious. Like, well, I mean, I'll, I'll do them a favor if they, if they need help. Aww. So Children's Fest Day today at Summerfest. Free admission from noon to three on day two of the big gig. Okay, Dad, I got to get to work. 541 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Deb, did your mom have a nice visit here to She did. By the way, my dad was here too. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they had a great time. So, Deb was here, mom and dad give, getting the tour. Yep. Dad got the got dad mom was still looking over the food while it was while it was cooking. So, I took dad on the dime tour and he was he was pretty much impressed with how many people we have working here. <laughs> He's yes. like, "Wow, that's a lot of people." I'm like, "Well, yeah." He's like, "I wasn't expecting so many." Yeah, I only hear about a dozen or so people on the air. What what, yeah, all, exactly. these, what all these other deadbeats do around here? <laughs> <laughs> well, Debbie mentioned that her mom brought food, Michelle. Are there leftovers? So, uh, unfortunately, no. <laughs> well, let me tell you what she was cooking up. What are, what are we doing here, Debbie? Um, well, mom and mom came over. Remember in uh, Mother's Day that you guys interviewed her and sh you guys asked what my favorite food was? Yeah, I remember. What was it, mom? <laughs> Arroz con pollo. Arroz con pollo. And so she heard that you guys were like, wow, that sounds really good. That sounds like it would taste. She's like, well, I'm going to make some for them. So tell me when would be a good day to come in. Is that all it takes? Can we pitch the whole menu to you? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I have mariquitas, too. They're okay, like sure. uh, chip, plantain chips. Okay. So. I like 
tamales, uh, like yes. all kinds. Of, you know, what else? What else? Yeah, can you those do? are hard to make. <laughs> oh, so that no good, huh? Okay, <laughs> I know where the line is. Well, what, is what is it about this dish that makes it so special? Well, it's the typical. Cuban dish that we make for special occasions. For pretty much any occasion, it's actually. Got beer on it. It's got it beer in it. Yes. yes, it has a half a can of beer, and uh, it's rice, chicken, and what else was the well? Broth? It has peas and what else? Peas and what, what? there was the broth that's in there. The broth like is, is chicken broth. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's the heat level on this? None. No. no. Oh, really? See, Cuban food is not hot. Really? It's not hot. Yeah. Oh. No, yeah, that's spicy. Okay. Yeah. First time you had spicy food was when? When you came to the States, right? In Chicago. In Chicago. First time yeah. ever. So. so are you a chef? Are you a culinary expert? No, no. I, thankfully, <laughs> his mother taught me yeah. how, to, how to make it, and she was good. She was she a good cook. Really. Grandma was a great cook. She was yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So... Oh, we're so excited to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as I know, Deb, your mom's a good cook, only I didn't get any! Yes, you should. What? what? Did you? I left some. Some has been I saved. I gave them, yes. I gave them to Pancake. So I make sure <laughs> Vinny gets this because I had to get going because I was going to get down to Summerfest and stuff like that. I wanted you to grab it before you left. Didn't happen. I had a meeting that I had to run to right away. Tell us again. What's the first word in that? Compollo is the Arroz? second. Yeah. What is that? That's rice. Okay. Compollo is with chicken. Okay. So rice with chicken. So... But it was my grandma's, um, she used to make it with all sorts of other stuff, like pimentos. There was some asparagus in there every once in a while, stuff like that. But the best part was when we were making it, and when while she was making it, we'd get the full tea on all the gossip of the family while we were making it. So that's and that, that is the magic ingredients in exactly. any great family recipe, right? Yep, yep. 544, Brandon Snide has sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After losing two of their last three games, the Milwaukee Brewers will begin a 10-game road trip tonight starting in Cleveland. The Brewers' offense has been struggling a bit as of late. Scoring just seven runs over the last three games. Look, we've, there, there is guys in the middle of the order that uh, we we're going to need offense from. There's no question about it, and, we're, and we'll get offense from them. We just we just got to keep keep the practice and the routine and the work, keep it going, and, and believe they're going to come out of it. They've they've established themselves as good hitters. They're going through stretches right now that that they don't like, and it's and it's tough on them. And they know they as run producers and that play play most days that it's it's on them a little bit, but they'll come out of it. Coverage of the Guardians and Brewers gets underway right here on WTMJ tonight, beginning at 5.35. Wade Miley expected to get the start for the Brew Crew. From baseball to the NBA, where the Milwaukee Bucks had themselves a busy night, John Horst and company sending their 2030 second-round draft pick and some cash considerations to Orlando in order to select Andre Jackson Jr. with the 36th pick. The impact's winning. He's a multi-positional defender, super athletic, and I would call him a wing playmaker. He's a great passer, and especially in transition. Uh, he finds people and makes he makes a lot of wild plays, but his passing is next level. Uh, he rebounds his position. He's a great athlete. He proved that in the combine. Jackson Jr. out of UConn helped the team win the NCAA tournament just this last season. The Bucks also kept their 58th pick this season, selecting Chris Livingston out of Kentucky with the league's final pick of the night. And then let's stay within the league here and the draft. A couple of Wisconsin ties last night as Brandon Podzimski, the Wisconsin native who attended Santa Clara, 
was drafted to Golden State with the 19th overall selection. And Marquette standout, Olivier Maxence Prosper, went number 24 to Sacramento, who ended up trading him off to Dallas. A busy night in Milwaukee and Wisconsin. Coming up, we've got the Pancake Breakfast Special. We'll see what Greg Hill is cooking up for us this morning. Pancake Hill is the producer of Wisconsin's Morning News. He got his name, you always ask, because he used to work at the Pancake House on the South Side every week. A lot of ideas for the show get tossed around. Some of them don't quite make it into the rundown, so we assign Greg to whip up a little something with the leftovers. Here on this Friday morning is the Pancake Breakfast Special. What about breakfast? We've already had it. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? The percentage of people in this studio that are going to answer yes to this question is actually pretty impressive. Statistically, of course. Everyone in my studio right now, raise your hand if you've arrived anywhere via helicopter. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. If you're not watching on the video stream, Brandon Snide has his hand raised. Army veteran. Army veteran, yes. And Vince Petrato also has his hand raised. Now, keep your hand in the air if when you arrived in the helicopter, it wasn't the most appropriate place to do so. Man, are you, like, about to blow me up? I'm not about to blow you up. (laughs) But, yes. But, yes. I know Vince's story. I'm also not surprised Brandon still has his hand in the air. But we'll get you two to share your stories later, Uh which I'm very excited about. But I... May have a different story that may match your level of inappropriateness. (laughs) Although, while you guys may have questioned the consequences that you could endure from arriving in a helicopter in an inappropriate place in an inappropriate manner, consider the story of David Berton, who lives in Brazil. The 45-year-old's daughter, along with his wife, went to TikTok to make a post that read, Rest in peace, Dad. I will never stop thinking about you. Why is life so unfair? Why you? You were going to be a grandfather and you still had your whole life ahead of you. I love you. We love you. We will never forget you. As we can gather from that post, it was a funeral post. Obviously, her dad passed away, letting the family know via the internet. So, obviously, the message spreads. The family receives word and the funeral is set. So, let's take you there. Set the scene for the funeral. Here we are, Mr. Bertan's funeral, head bowed. The patriarch has passed on. Indeed, reflecting on life, the fragility of it, a family member lost, the mood very somber, until in the distance you hear... (laughs) (laughs) What? What could that possibly be? And not only from the helicopter emerges the man himself, David Bertan, accompanied... With a camera crew at his own funeral with the quote, cheers to you all, welcome to my funeral. It was a prank that the dude and his family pulled on his actual family members. Your initial reaction to that is? Teaching him a lesson. (laughs) What lesson? Communicate more. 
Okay. That's actually super funny that you say that because that's exactly what his motivation was. My first takeaway was this isn't really a helicopter story. This is, <laughs> this is not really a helicopter story. Right. It is just a... Wait, that really was the... That, that's why... That's, that's why. This is what he said. This was his quote. Interesting. What I see in my family often hurts me. I never get invited to anything. Oh. Nobody sees me. We all grew apart. I felt unappreciated, Bearton said to the New York Post. That's why I wanted to give them a life lesson and show them you shouldn't wait until someone is dead to meet up with them. Wow. It's so dark. What, what are you the- doing, dude? It works. Clearly, he's not a pleasant person. <laughs> Clearly, he'll never be invited to anything no. ever again. Why would you do this? I mean, okay, the guy, the guy's sentiment is well taken, right? And if maybe is it? Well, I mean, a little bit, yeah. Right. We yeah, all can be message, better about yeah. the connections that we have in our life lives. Life is short, right? And I'm envious of families who are are close together, go on trips together, do all those things. If he's feeling in his heart like that's not happening for him. But we don't know what we don't know. I mean, maybe there's a <laughs> he reason. He could be the worst. Right. And kind of, I'm assuming, he's the worst. And there are better ways to convey that message. Yeah. Not planning a whole funeral, having your family grieve, and then showing up via helicopter. Now when he does pass away, they're never going to believe <laughs> it. I'm not. No one's going to that funeral. We wasted our good cry on you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we already had your funeral. Because what's life without winning? And honestly, what's death without winning at that too? So here's your morning middle finger given to his family by David Bearton. <laughs> Business headlines are you up okay? next. Are you all right? He's collecting yourself. You okay? They're sponsored by Old National Bank. Get old. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Margaret Notchek. Buffalo Wild Wings plans to update its Milwaukee restaurant on South 27th Street with about $200,000 in renovations to a 6,100-square-foot space. The location opened in February 2012. Freighted Hospital plans for renovations including a new parking structure, more inpatient beds, and a new kitchen. Details of cost and timing have not yet been determined. Visit Milwaukee recently launched a new non-fungible tokens or NFT marketing campaign through a partnership with authenticated experiences technology company Venity. I'm Margaret Nachuk with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ.